you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Happy game day to you. It is officially week 13 this evening. NFL Now from our newsroom in Los Angeles. Thank you for being here. My name is Andrew Siciliano. All the big Sunday games. Again, we are live in Foxborough. We will put those games on your screen coming up shortly. Right now, however, we open this hour in Cleveland, where Deshaun Watson was on the practice field yesterday, and today, for the very first time since mid-August, he was on the podium. He did not look backwards. He only looked forward. As a matter of fact, he only wanted to take football questions ahead of the Browns game in Houston on Sunday. I understand that you guys have uh, you know, a lot of questions um, but with my legal team and my clinical team, um, there's only football questions that I can really address at this time. And I also want to thank, uh, most importantly, Jacoby, uh, the big brother he's been to, to me and everyone in that locker room. The passion, the grit, the leadership he has shown uh, these past weeks. Everyone has seen it. I mean, he's, uh, he's the ultimate guy that everyone wants to you know, follow. So uh, he's been awesome for me. Uh, our relationship has been great. The bond has been great. Uh, and we're going to continue to grow from there and uh, you know, help win some, some more football games for the Cleveland Browns. So um, I'm open to answer any football questions. Tom? Sean, part of your agreement with the league was to undergo counseling and therapy while you were away. What did you learn about yourself during that time? And how do you apply that to now and going forward? Um, you know, I, I respect your question, I understand, but that's, that's more in that phase of clinical and, and legal stuff. And, uh, you know, I've been advised to, you know, stay away from that and keep that personal. Tony, Sean, here's a, here's a football question. Ed, it's, it's, Ed, Ed, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call oh, you. Oh, you are. Sorry about that. Thank you. Go ahead, Tom. Thank Sean, you. how do you feel about playing your first game in Houston? Uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited to just play football in general um, in front of Cleveland Browns fans, but also in front of some of the Houston Texans fans. Uh, you know, I respect the whole organization of the Houston Texans. I respect them and their family. I respect everyone that was there that drafted me in 2017. There's been great memories, fun memories. Uh, I, you know, I still have a home in Houston. Uh, I still have friends and family that, that's still in Houston. The relationships are still there. People, some of the players on the team, you know, I played with are seen, you know, come up from, you know, maybe practice squad or from injuries. So, uh, you know, I'm excited to get in front of all those fans. I have so much love for the city of, of Houston and H-Town, and everyone in that city pretty much knows that. Uh, so I'm excited to do that. But, you know, the most important thing is, you know, I'm excited to be in front of the Cleveland Browns fans for sure. Ed, go ahead. 
Oh, okay. Uh, this is a football question. It also ties into some of the other stuff, but it's, it's football related. So uh, what do you say to fans who might still believe after all this happened that Deshaun Watson should not be the face of an NFL franchise? What do you say to those folks? Like I said, I'm focusing on football. Uh, that's my main focus is, is football and preparing to be the starting quarterback for the Cleveland Browns so I can execute the game plan to try to get a win this Sunday. Scott, you got it, Deshaun, was it important to you to come back for this Texans game when you agreed to that settlement? Um, no, I was just trying to whatever I can do to, to play football in, in 2022. So, you know, most of the, the settlement stuff with the NFL was mostly my agency and legal team. I had no control. Uh, my main focus was doing everything I need to do so I can play this year. And what, kind, what do you think the reaction or atmosphere will be like? Um, I'm, I'm not sure. My main focus is locked in on the game plan and trying to execute and make sure that I'm keeping the standard, the standard for the Cleveland Browns so we can try to win. And the standard is right now they're a four-win team right on the fringe, I think you could say, of the playoff race. Obviously, five and, and seven would look a heck of a lot better this week. James Palmer was there in Cleveland. Mark Ross with me as well. Uh, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's keep it to the football, James, at least for now. What has Deshaun Watson been doing these last 11 weeks to try to get ready for this thing on Sunday? Andrew, you mentioned try to get ready for this thing on Sunday. Well, most of the guys we've talked to over the last two days have said, yes, there's more buzz with Deshaun Watson back at practice. There's more media here in Cleveland because of everything that's gone on, but they've all said it's been a very seamless transition because of what Deshaun Watson has done in the 11 games that he's been away. He watched a lot of football, watched guys like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, but also studying a lot of defensive schemes, studying a lot of the offensive system and schemes that they run here with Kevin Stefanski. Actually asked for cut-ups of his wide receivers like Amari Cooper when he had time with the Raiders or the Cowboys to study those guys and how they like the football and how they operate. Donovan Peoples-Jones told me today that he's had a lot of conversations with Deshaun Watson once he was allowed back in the building on October 10th and allowed in those meetings about how they operate in scramble drills, how he wants the football in certain instances. And once he was allowed back in those meetings over the last few weeks, he's tried to address his teammates, his receivers, his skill guys the same way Jacoby Brissett has to try to make this a very seamless operation between the two and it seems to be the case this week obviously a game is different obviously when they hit the field on Sunday it's different but throughout this week they've seemed to think it's been very seamless okay so we have a quarterback who won a game last week who his teammates love in in Jacoby Brissett who now steps back Mark Ross and Deshaun Watson steps in it didn't really look good in the preseason training camp Mixed reviews. It's been 700 days since he played a regular season game. What do you expect? I'm going to focus on football, Andrew, and execute this segment here and talk about Deshaun Watson at his in his prime as a top five quarterback in the NFL, undisputed to his talent that he has. But that is a long time to not actually play in a football game. And when you always hear about practice versus the game and it changes what changes mostly it's the speed and the intensity of a practice compared to a game that you just cannot simulate at all in practice and then it's also the intricacies of the defense of what the defense is giving you in practice the defense is really playing off cards the coaches give the, the defenders cards that the offense works uh, works off of and against but in the game it's all the unknowns of what that defense is going to present to you so with the Sean Watson Having that step up, not a year or two years, 700 days, I mean, that is a long time to have, okay, now jump right into an NFL game. 
and try to be in your prime. I would expect him to be rusty, look rusty, the offense to look rusty, not look as efficient and effective as it did in spurts under Jacoby Brissett. We won't even talk about the leadership aspect because I don't know what's going on behind the scenes there, if he's been a great leader or not. But just on the field, I would expect there to be some sort of growing pains with Deshaun Watson, not just magically go in there and be an MVP type level player. And we're saying this as they get ready to face a Houston team that has been, to be blunt, barely competitive the last two weeks. Outscored 50 to nothing in the first half the last two weeks. And right now, with one win and one tie, holds the number one overall pick next year. All right, Mark Ross, James Palmer, thank you. Both. Coming up tonight, it is the kickoff on week 13. The Bills and the Patriots, the first one in New England. The second one is going to be in Buffalo week 18. We are streaming tonight, as we are, on Prime Video, as always. This is a rematch of, if you want to call it a rematch, the playoff game a year ago in which, hi there, Mike Giardi, hi there, Brian Baldinger. Um, the Bills didn't punt, didn't attempt a field goal. Giardi, all they did was score touchdowns. Yeah, all they did was score touchdowns in that game, and they also scored touchdowns in the game right after Christmas here. In fact, the Patriots haven't forced the Bills to punt since the first series of the third quarter of their first meeting last year. That's 20 possessions, includes a couple kneel downs in there, but that is outrageous. That is unacceptable for the Patriots. Adrian Phillips said we got our face kicked in. Jonathan Jones, who didn't play in those games, their defensive back said, it was like watching your little brother get into a fight and you couldn't help him. The Patriots got absolutely stomped, gave up 80 points in those last two games. So part of their focus this offseason was how to deal with Josh Allen, how to get faster. They tried to remake their linebacking core. Dante Hightower's not back. Kyle Van Noy's not back. But the problem is the guys that they brought in to be the faster, quicker guys, they haven't played as well as the thumpers like Jelani Tavai and Juwan Bentley. The one good thing for the Patriots is their secondary has played really well. Jack Jones is elevated. Marcus Jones, when he's got a chance, those are both rookies. They played well. So the Patriots are going to need to do a good job on the back end because I would think Josh Allen has some time. Yeah, and, and let's not give this Patriots defense any less respect than it deserves. They are fourth total, sixth in scoring, yeah. and they are top ten against both the rush and the pass. Josh Allen deserves all the headlights, or rather the headlines. Can't even speak English today. Um, but, yes, as you showed, this Patriots defense is playing well. Thank you, Boldy. Thank you, Mike Giardi, yep. live there in Foxborough, ahead of the kickoff on Week 13 and TNF. Let's get the insiders in here now. Tom Pelissero, Ian Rappaport. It's a big day off the field as well, not just in Foxborough, but in New York, as Odell Beckham Jr., Ian, is in the building. After a month, more than a month, many months, many weeks, a lot of hours on the network talking about Odell Beckham Jr., his free agency, his knee, where he's going to visit, He's actually visiting a team today, the first of three visits that Beckham has lined up. He is with the New York Giants today, going to stay till tomorrow. He goes from New York slash New Jersey to also New York to go visit the Buffalo Bills and, of course, hang out with his friend Von Miller, still recovering from that knee injury. Von Miller, the chief recruiter for the Bills, uh, had a huge part in sort of securing this visit and making sure the Bills get a look. And then he's going to go home, spend Sunday watching football like the rest of us, then go visit the Dallas Cowboys. It is a little bit of a whirlwind for Beckham. It also puts him in, in a position where, assuming the physical goes well and the knee injury obviously a huge part of this he could get with the team practice a little bit and be ready for the stretch run which is exactly how it worked out for Beckham last year with the Super Bowl champions 
The big difference being last year, Ian, at least Odell Beckham Jr. was practicing through the course of training camp and wasn't hyper-involved in the Browns' offense, but at least was on the field in some capacity. In this case, you're getting a 30-year-old wide receiver who's going to walk in the door at some point, we believe, in December. And the question becomes, how quickly can Odell Beckham Jr. assimilate and learn an offense, get the rhythm and timing and tempo he needs with his new quarterback, and actually make an impact on the field? We also know and have been saying that Odell Beckham Jr. potentially could be looking for a multi-year contract that could use the tail end here of 2022 to be the jump off with a new team into 2023. Cap space then also, of course, is always going to be an issue here. The Bills, by the way, did clear a little bit of cap space this morning, restructuring Tredavious White's deal, but that was going to happen either way because they just didn't have a whole lot of cap space to work with, Andrew. Tredavious White, who did get back on the field for the first time of the year on Thanksgiving, but played only 15 snaps and really didn't see the field after the first quarter. Let's get to Justin Fields. All the talk. Ian, obviously, about Aaron Rodgers, and he seems to be okay. He says he should be okay on Sunday. We'll find out more today if and when he does practice. Justin Fields, I think we've kind of overlooked this one a bit, uh, left shoulder, uh, what's his status? Well, he was limited yesterday. I would expect more of that today. Still dealing with partially torn ligaments in his non-throwing shoulder. And, you know, there are times when other athletes, other quarterbacks have had this in a non-throwing shoulder and have taken two or three weeks to come back. So the fact that he's still limited... Maybe not a great sign that he'll be able to play and also not a great sign. They signed another quarterback. Tim Boyle ended up coming over uh, to the active roster for the Chicago Bears, an indication that at least he will be active on game day. You wouldn't sign someone from someone else's practice squad unless you're going to have them active on game day. Maybe doesn't bode well for Justin Fields, but we'll see how he plays the week out and what his status is going forward. Okay, then there's Lamar Jackson, Tom, as the Ravens get ready for the Broncos. Lamar left practice early yesterday with what the Ravens were calling a quad. Any injury update there? Well, Andrew, the Ravens have begun practice at Owings Mills, and according to reporters on the scene, Lamar Jackson is back on the practice field and working. He came out about 15 minutes into practice, has joined, and is participating in drills. That is a good sign for a player who, in the past few weeks here, has dealt with an illness, a hip, now a quad. Usually, Lamar finds a way to play, though certainly with something we're going to be monitoring up until kickoff on Sunday against the Broncos. Yeah, and I want to jump right in here. Um, so, Andrew, we at the Insiders, appreciated your viewing on YouTube or whatever fast platforms you watched it. YouTube. Interestingly YouTube. enough, uh, thank you. Interestingly enough, you got to mention, and just remember, we kid because we love. Okay. Oh boy. First of all, we call that the Siciliano, where you ask a question and then just tell all the information that your person might give eventually and then continue to ask. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> I, I only watched the first 10 minutes. See, I didn't, I didn't, when, when, when was that in the show? I love you. Was that Andrew. late in the show? Oh, it's I'm mutual, all, Tom. Yeah. Most, I'm your biggest fan. You know, you most know important thing. I have to set most up the story, thing, Andrew, then I turn to you two you. for more insight, hence insider. Yeah, well, that was insight into uh, our world a little bit, but mostly, Andrew, that we care about you. Um, and that has, should have no bearing in our relationship, uh, I, so don't send me a mean text after that. I, I didn't send you a mean text. I actually texted you that said, I, I liked it. I also texted you to say, I, I just that. tuned in to hear Garofolo get frustrated that there was a delay. Because also, Mike gets frustrated sometimes. There's some more insight from the insiders. We give you insight. I think we have it. 
on the rematch of the AFC Championship game coming up next. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. So the Eagles had the best record in football. The Eagles put on a display this past Sunday night. The Eagles ran for 363 yards, 300 of which came from that guy, Jalen Hurts, and his running back, number 26, Miles Sanders. The Eagles also know that they got a pretty good test this week, another good test against the Titans. They definitely have a mentality about themselves. You know, they, they fly to the ball. Um, they're disruptive at every position. You know, and I know they're well coached, you know, so, you know, we have to be prepared to play against a really good team, a physical football team, a physical defense, um, a fast defense. You know, it's, it's a really good team we're about to play. Uh, the Eagles also know Stacey Dales. You're going to be there Sunday. That, um, they have a really good team as well, one that once again got a national audience. And once again, if people going last Sunday night, okay. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because of how balanced they are, right? They can do it in every facet of the game. And they're obviously third in terms of rushing offense, 17th in terms of passing offense, Andrew, in the NFL, but number one in the red zone, number one in big plays. And they're going to beat you everywhere. Their left tackle, Jordan Mailata, told me yesterday that this is the most balanced team offensively he's been a part of in Philly now for five seasons. And Nick Sirianni said it after their win, right, against the Packers. He said, we've shown we can win throwing the ball. We've shown we can win running the ball. And that's what you have to do, especially when you get to the playoffs, if you want to win big games. They think they can do that. They're going to face a really good Titans team, obviously. And their focus is running the ball with Derrick Henry. So I say, hey, Forget long live the king. Well, maybe long live the king, but how about force feed the king? That's what they have to get back doing. If you think about Derrick Henry, Andrew, in the month of December or later, in the last five seasons, he leads the NFL with 139 rush yards per game, 23 carries per game, 19 rushing TDs. Again, that's from December and beyond. They are going to feed him, and Mike Vrabel said it in as much this week. They've got to get him more involved in the last three games, averaging just under three yards per carry. I just got off the phone with tight end Austin Hooper, and he told me, listen, there's no secret. We run the ball. Derrick Henry is the feature guy, and they have got to get him to the second level and create more opportunities if they want a chance to win on Sunday. They win by playing bully ball. And Derrick Henry's one yep. big play this past Sunday was actually in the passing game, a play where Traylon Burks fell on that football in the end zone and got the touchdown. Thank you, Stacey Dales. Speaking of the rushing game, the Cowboys defense did the job not only against Daniel Jones in that Giants passing game, but they kept Saquon Barkley in check this past week. Only 39 yards from him. And the Cowboys get another test this week. Hi there, Jane Slater. 
against um, Jonathan Taylor, who the Colts seemingly remembered after the first quarter to give the football to this past Monday night. <laughs> Andrew, in the last hour, we talked about penalties. Run defense is what I want to focus on for this one because both have been Achilles heels for this team. You know, when you look at this team heading into their matchup against the Vikings and Dalvin Cook, they had one of the league's worst run defense. They were ranked 29th. They've had a slight improvement since then. If you go back to that Vikings game, they held him to 11 carries, 72 yards. And then you just referenced it there, Saquon Barkley, 11 carries for 39 yards. Now they've got Jonathan Taylor. We talked to Micah Parsons about him. He described him as a guy that falls forward. He's got extra juice at the end. He's a smaller Derrick Henry, but this is not a Jonathan Taylor that we saw last season. He's only had one 100-yard game. I did ask Micah Parsons, have they fixed the run defense? He said, we'll see. But they at least know that teams are going to run the ball against them when you consider they have the number one ranked pass rush in the league. They've got five players right now, or three players right now, rather, that have five-plus sacks as a team 45. So expect Matt Ryan with some of his struggles this year to continue to keep it on the ground. But we'll see if the Cowboys have finally figured out this run D because they do have Derrick Henry in the month of December as well as Jalen Hurts. Okay, so circle both of those guys in the calendar as you try to stop the run as the Cowboys are two games back of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles right now in the NFC playoff picture. Thank you, Jane Slater there live with the Cowboys ahead of their Sunday night game. Before that one gets played, we got the Bengals and the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game rematch. But good news, it looks as if Jamar Chase is going to be back. He's missed the last four games. It was a hip injury that happened week six. So that was the main part of me missing the Titans game. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want to come back. I didn't know that was too early, too fast, you know. So uh, I just told Zach, you know, I want to worry about long term. <clears throat> and we all on the same page with the staff and the, and the trainers too. So they all on the same page with me. We're just making sure long term wise that I'm handling everything the right way. That was Jamar Chase saying he might have been able to come back last week. Hi there, Cam Wolf, Mark Ross, but he didn't want to push it, told Zach Taylor before the game that he wasn't ready to go. And I know you saw him there week seven, but he said yesterday that was an aggravation week seven of the injury week six. All right, that aside, Jamar Chase, maybe Joe Mixon, Cam, what's the latest? Yeah, Andrew, Jamar Chase said he's expecting to take some reps, and 266 is a number that should be on the Chiefs' mind. That's the rookie record of, of yards he put up in Week 17 against them last year. And so Jamar Chase talked about, like you mentioned, being cautionary oh. last week so he could get back this week. And so they're expecting to have him back there. Joe Mixon also practiced yesterday as a limited participant, and he is trending towards exiting that concussion protocol and playing Sunday. Both of these guys will be a huge boost for this Bengals offense. Burrow has been a top five quarterback in passing yards and points since Chase has been out, but we all know what Chase and Mixon can do for this offense. Of course, these offenses are getting all the headlines, rightfully so, Burrow and Mahomes. This is a super awesome game here. But let's talk about the defenses for both of these teams, which are quite similar when you look at the stats and points per games and yards given up. And I think the game will come down to who can close the game on defense, a play here, a play there. And I just trust and like the Chiefs' closers on D. Cincinnati has Trey Hendrickson and Sam Hubbard, good scrappy players, but the Chiefs, who have Frank Clark, who when you saw before his, uh, his suspension, what he did to Trent Williams, not many guys in the league can do that. So you've got Frank Clark as a closer. But the biggest X factor is my man Chris Jones, currently the best defensive tackle in football. Yes, that includes you, Aaron Donald. And Chris Jones can take over games, and we've seen him take over games this season so far. 
10 sacks, 11 tackles for loss from that inside position. And when he gets tuned up, this guy can dominate at ends of game. So I would expect to see a healthy uh, playmaking of Chris Jones at the end of this game, Andrew. It's funny you say that because yesterday on the podium, Joe Burrow said Chris Jones is the best interior pass rusher in the NFL. And then he caught himself and he said, he said you know, maybe other than Aaron Donald. Right. So he, he caught Jones. himself. It's like he heard it. And he said, I, 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 I can't forget Aaron Donald, who factored at the very end of that Super Bowl 56. Just saying. Mark Ross Campbell, Joe Burrow remembers, certainly. Coming up next, we're back live in Cleveland. More from Deshaun Watson as he gets ready from his return or for his return from an 11-game suspension. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. August 18th, that was the last time anyone heard from Deshaun Watson. He's been back in the building for a couple of weeks. He is back on the practice field now as the number one quarterback. The Browns in Houston to face Watson's old team, the Texans, on Sunday. We'll have to see Sunday, honestly. Uh, like I said, I, I don't want to, you know, it's, it might take time. It might not take time. You know, I just... I want to go out there and, and do what I want to do, make plays as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, two years is, is definitely a long time. But at the same time, um, you know, I've been doing this for since I was six years old. So, uh, you know, just like, you know, riding a bike, I want to go out there and just find the pedals, get my, you know, transition going, and then just let everything kind of come to me. Don't press it. Don't try to make anything uh, bigger than what it really is. So, James Palmer was there for that. He's with us now live from Cleveland on NFL Now. That was Deshaun Watson, James, answering the question, like, what do we expect from the football? Like, it's been 700 days, almost like, do you know if you're going to be able to play well? I mean, there are a lot of unanswered questions for Sunday. There really are. And I asked him a very similar question, Andrew. You know, how do you knock the rust off when you get on the football field on Sunday? And he didn't really know how to answer that. He said, I'm not entirely sure how rusty I'm going to be. You heard him say there he's not sure if it's going to take a series or a half or a game or several games to get back to the type of player we saw him play at two years ago. That's an unknown. We don't know how he's going to work within this offense that has played very well with Jacoby Brissett as the quarterback through the first 11 games of the season. I've talked to Amari Cooper and to Donovan Peoples-Jones about 
about their chemistry that they're trying to build over these couple weeks with Deshaun Watson, and they're not entirely sure how this is going to go once they actually get on the field. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach, has said multiple times he's not sure how this is going to operate or how smoothly it's going to operate once they get on the football field. And then the other question we're asked about is the atmosphere down in Houston. What's going to go on there? I've talked to a couple of Texans players this week who told me they're not sure what that atmosphere is going to be like. They're not sure with their fan base, them being 1-9-1, how interested they will be in Deshaun Watson coming to town. So it's going to be very interesting. There's a lot of unknowns on Sunday. Hopefully, before the game and during the game, we'll start getting some of those answered. Or I'll flip that around from the Houston perspective. Maybe him coming to town will prevent people from coming. In other words, we want to stay away and don't want to be in the building. have no idea what the atmosphere is going to be like. And if you're watching at home saying, well, what did he say about the allegations, about the suspension, about maybe what he has learned about himself or how he has worked on himself through these last 11 weeks, wouldn't go there, wouldn't talk about it. Deshaun Watson said today, football questions only. And he didn't budge from his company line. Thank you, James Palmer there live in Cleveland. We are now live in Foxborough ahead of Thursday Night Football. Week 13 kicks off this evening with a great one of the AFC East. We have the Bills at 8-3. and three. We have, hi there, Mike Giardi, the Patriots at 6-5 and five right now out of the playoff picture in the 8 seed and trying on a short week, although they've had the entire offseason to figure it out, trying to find a way to deal with Josh Allen. Well, Andrew, remember when the Patriots used to dominate this rivalry with Bill Belichick as the head coach? Now, all of a sudden, this whole thing has turned upside down. The Patriots have lost four of their last five to the Bills and a couple of those games here in 2020. It was 38-9. to Then, of course, we remember the postseason beatdown in January where it was a 30-point game. It is completely flipped. The Bills are the team to beat in this division. The Patriots know it, and they've sort of circled this game. They understand there's a lot at stake for them, never mind the playoff standings, but also just wanting to show the Buffalo Bills that this division isn't just about you anymore. But the Bills, they're saying, hey, guys, one game at a time. We just want to go 1-0 this week. But I want to remind you about Sean McDermott after the loss last year in December, the first game that was played in that ridiculous weather in Buffalo. And someone asked him if there's a psychological impact of having Bill Belichick on the other side. And he said, let's not go giving Bill Belichick more credit than Bill Belichick deserves. So there's something here. And the Bills players, and I've talked to them in the past, they believe that it gets kicked up a little bit when they play the New England Patriots for obvious reasons. Yeah, you would have to think if these two teams will meet again week 18, maybe the Bills still need to win for seeding. Maybe the mm -hmm. Patriots still need to win to get the final wild card spot or, or move up in the standings. Maybe it's on Sunday night. We'll see. they got to get through this one first. Mike Giardi is there on Prime Video. It is. Thank you, Mike. Also, my cause, my cleats that time of the year as these are the cleats Mac Jones will be sporting as he benefits the Boys and Girls Club. Not to be outdone, the other quarterback, Josh Allen, wearing these cleats, benefiting the Patricia Allen Fund, which is something that he started back in 2020 to benefit the O'Shea Children's Hospital to honor his late grandmother who dedicated a large portion of her life to working with children. By the way, Monday, the fund received its largest donation ever. And if you want to get involved with my cause, my cleats, we highly recommend it. Go up and scan that QR code on the screen right now. NFL.com slash MCMC. Pick your favorite team then pick the cause that is most important to you. And then you can share your design on your social media platforms for a chance to win your own artist-designed custom cleats. Scan that code right now. Do it. For more details. 
Let's move ahead to one of the Sunday games and what a game we have in Santa Clara, where, by the way, it could be raining. We have the two seed in the AFC, the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tunga-Vailoa, red hot as they are, taking on Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo, and the three seed in the NFC. It has been a breakout season by every metric, Campbell, Mark Ross, for Tua Tunga-Vailoa, whether it's Mike McDaniel, whether it's the speed they added on offense, whether it's, I don't know, him finally feeling comfortable Cam, this is another big test for him. Yeah, Andrew, what a story, too, has been this year. You mentioned what the cause of it has been. It really starts with support leading to confidence. Mike McDaniel, all in on Tua from the jump, told him how good he was and convinced Tua that he could be even better. And we're seeing that throughout the season. His receivers, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell, have allowed him to trust throwing to spots in this offense with anticipation and accuracy in the way he's done throughout the year. And his comfort and confidence overall has led to him being able to play this ball no external distractions no worrying about are we trading for Deshaun or do the coaches believe in me he is showing the true potential and you've seen defenses play them differently he has crushed man coverage this year crushed it and so teams have played deeper and deeper and deeper and even the team they played this week 49ers coach Kyle Shanahan said I didn't really believe it when I first saw it. I was wondering about Tua, but I turned on the tape from the first preseason game and said, wow, this guy looks different. This guy looks comfortable. And they play the 49ers this week, the number one defense, quite a test. But we've seen the Dolphins and Tua go through adversity before, and I don't count them out doing it again on Sunday. And you talk about comfortable, Cam, and they've also, two has also been comfortable because they played four of the worst defenses in these last four games where they scored over 30 points in the Lions, Bears, Browns, and Texans who have not been able to get him out of his comfort zone on the field. And that's the best version of Tua where you see that offense so flowing so easily and in such rhythm, the Alabama version of Tua where he's in rhythm and these defenses have not been able to get him out of that rhythm. I think the 49ers will be able to, particularly inside with big Eric Armstead, pressure in the face, and, of course, Bosa's always there. Those are the two areas where Tua does struggle with people in his face and then when he has to get out of his rhythm. So really look for that in this game against the Niners. And, again, the weather may factor here. I know it's only Thursday. I'm not a weatherman. Traffic and weather on the (laughs) fours here. However, or the tens, actually, 70% chance of rain. Just saying. Pack accordingly. Thank you, Cam, and thank you, Mark Ross. What if I told you that for the eighth time this season, I'm not suggesting the Jets are cheating or anything or stuffing the ballot box online. I'm not saying that. They have a good rookie class. But for the eighth time this season, a Jet has won the Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week. Garrett Wilson deserved it. Five for 95 and a couple of scores. A couple of wild plays. Garrett Wilson, congratulations, young man. The Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.